0: you are welcome to Mountain Springs Church podcast, a podcast where we share teachings, testimonies, and conversations to help you in your faith journey. Now sit back and listen to today's episode.
1: Hello everyone, this is Clara Dugbo and I lead Mountain Springs Church alongside my husband Fidelis. And welcome to our Mountain Springs Church podcast and my guest today is my dear husband fidelis introduce yourself again for the people hello everyone
0: my name is fidelis and i lead the mountain springs church i'm delighted to, to come your way on our church podcast and I, I believe we're going to have a very good time today just marshaling out some
1: basic truth from what has been preached in church as well absolutely that's beautiful so honey today you you preached on the great commission basically going tell us a little bit about what sparked that fire for the message today
0: i mean really every believer is called to go forth i don't know exactly how much the church has done in this day and age to really encourage believers to you know gear themselves up and be on the move we've always had that issue of coming to church and sitting in the pew and just being part of, you know, a church membership. But we're called way much more than just being part of a church member or membership. We're called to go.
1: So good.
0: You know, when Jesus talked about, um, when he talked about this to the disciples, he says, you know, start from where you're at, Mm. from Jerusalem, from Judea, you know, to Samaria, and then to the utmost part of the earth. I did talk about the fact that we were not in Jerusalem, so that shouldn't have been our call. We were not in Judea or in Samaria, but now we all live in different parts of the world. And we have access to different parts of the world, beginning from your neighborhood. You can now access all, you know, but you can now, you know, cross bounds and and, and seas and and compass land to go to wherever you want to go to and preach the gospel. So I believe that every believer is called to go out there and be a witness of what Jesus has done in their life.
1: So good. I love what you just said about being a witness because that was going to be my next question. How do you preach the gospel? What does that look like practically in the life of an everyday believer? And again, remember people think that it is the work of the preachers, (laughs) right? To go out there and preach the gospel or the evangelists like Billy Graham, right? Uh, But what does that look like being a witness in the life of every believer?
0: That's a very good question. You know, and I think that because we have presented it in a way that people, you know, kind of like feel guilty or feel not being gifted enough to go out there and, and witness for Christ, So they fall away. And when we say go out there and be a witness for Christ, we're not all saying go and preach like Billy Graham, go and preach like Benahim, or go and preach like one of the greatest preachers in the world. Just go out there and just be a representative of who Jesus is.
1: So good. In your
0: offices, at school, in your neighborhood, just wherever you're at, who are you? What is it that people are seeing in you? You know, sometimes our life speaks which way much louder than our words. So good. So you don't have to go with a megaphone in your hands and begin to proclaim, repent for <laughs> the kingdom of God is at hand. You can do that with your life. People so can good. see you and they see Jesus written all over you okay. because of your lifestyle. That is witnessing for Christ. You've been an ambassador of who Jesus is. So that's what it means. When Jesus says go into all the world, it's not saying that you have to go with a Bible in your hands and you are, you know, opening the scriptures and preaching to people. There's a part of that. And, and, and there are just some people who love to do that. They are, you know, they have the gift of oratory and, and they can speak. And for those of us who, you know, don't see ourselves as being able to, you know, proclaim or speak God's word, whatever, your life can be the Bible that someone has got to read in this day and age. Just the way you live your life you just sitting there or standing there and representing Jesus, you are proclaiming something for Jesus. Is.
1: That's so beautiful. And I think it is the intentionality of going, you know, of leaving going you know and and even uh, you know i i tend to talk a, l- a lot about introverts and extroverts extroverted people it's very easy for them to talk about themselves and, and their testimony but if you're introverted especially in our world today post covid so many people feel awkward about uh interactions with others and because of that awkwardness they are they feel the need to be silent right but something as simple as sharing your testimony and telling the world what jesus has done in your life is the start of witnessing some people say they don't know the scriptures they don't have the verses or oh, what do i tell somebody how do i tell somebody where do i start hey Start with what Jesus is doing in your life. You know, when I preach at Mountain Springs Church, one of the questions I always ask is, how has God been at work in your life this week? Talk somebody else about it. You know what? Just talking about what Jesus has done in your life recently is already a good start to being a witness for Jesus. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good thing too. And I, I, I think about um, the story of Elisha. Bible says that every day he walks past the house of this woman Mm -hmm. and all she does was just look at him walk past. Mm -hmm. He never said anything to her. He didn't give any sign that this is a man of God. But he just walked past her house every day. Mm -hmm. And until one day she calls on him and said, "I I have a room in my apartment that you can lie down for. You are a man of god so good she saw something in him mm-hmm. that's what it is about being a witness for christ yeah now there's an aura around us mm-hmm. and you, that aura you know shouldn't just start and end with you when bible says that we should go into the world god expects that we wherever we go the sole of our feet takes possession of that place yeah and the presence of god you know, so comes good. into that place. So and good. you don't realize it. People see these things. People yes. can sense the presence of God in your life. Yes. Now that for me, it's ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ because there will always come a point where they there's a question. How do you do this? How do you get through such a problem? And you're not unfuzzled. You're, you're not you're not frazzled. Yeah. You don't feel like you're out of sorts. What's, what's your secret? Mm-hmm. That's an opening to sharing God's word. So good. But at first, the invitation is just... You being you so and just living the life that God has called you to live.
1: That is so beautiful, you know, and uh in just hearing you talk about it and how that woman opened her home to the man of God, you know. I mean, I don't wanna get too far on my rabbit trail but in mountain springs church one of our values is hospitality and we talk about opening our homes i know about our neighbors here who got impacted and touched just from us opening up our homes and saying hey guys come over and they came over and this is our neighbor speaking that she felt like surely this is a man of God speaking of my husband (laughs) yes um this is a man of God she said she felt so much peace just being in our presence in our company guys do you know how much peace people will feel just being in your presence and keeping company with you and that's why as believers it cannot be all about us it cannot be about our problems it cannot be all about our personality type but oh i'm introverted the bible says that the holy spirit anoints us to be witnesses so he gives us everything we need to be that person that can be a safe place for other people it's not supposed to be done in our own energy in our own capacity it's not about our extroversion and even If you are a believer and right now you are just coming out of depression yourself and you have anxiety issues and you're like, can God even use someone like me? Yes, you can be used by the Lord.
0: Exactly. I mean, I like like the fact that you mentioned hospitality. It's all part of the gospel. Another part of the gospel also is is his prosperity. Mm. You, You cannot reach out to others if you're not prosperous to some degree. You know, sometimes God has called us in various ways to be able to reach people. I can imagine those who don't have a house, who don't have clothes to wear, who don't have food to eat. And you're able to get to those people and you're able to, to, to relieve them from that struggle and yeah. gift them with food to eat or yeah. with clothes to wear. Yeah. Now that's it's ministering the gospel to them. It's good news. It's so that's, good. that's telling them that somebody cares for them. And that's Jesus who yes. also you know, cares about their mental, emotional and physical needs. You know, people have made wreck of this term prosperity gospel. Unfortunately, that is exactly what God has called us to do. Not to just siphon money from people, but to use our prosperity and make it a blessing to the lives of people. So good. You know, prosperity gospel, yes, there is something like that, as much as there is hospitality gospel. Everything is all encompassing. It's just a context, in, you know, where you're coming from. Yeah. And if you are in negative context, you would always see everything negative about this term, prosperity gospel, and all that sorts. But it is how Jesus even served 5,000 people, you know, by with fish and, and bread and was able so to good. feed them. Now, he didn't say, no, sorry, please go get your own food or whatever. He expressed prosperity in terms of generosity, you know, through the gospel as well.
1: Absolutely. And I, I love what you say about prosperity and generosity, because in the... Christian context it is hand in glove when we read acts 4 when it talks about people giving what they had for the gospel that there was none that had that that lacked because everyone took of what they have and and gave. Now, if our churches were such a reflection of generosity today, it would be so life changing, city changing, nation changing. And that is part and parcel of the gospel. And that is part and parcel of going. It is taking your resources and giving it to the cause of the gospel of feeding the hungry, catering to those that are sick or oppressed. Um, somewhere around the world. You know, as you were just sharing that, I thought about our friends, um, Ellie and Voler who uh, lead uh, a Christian not-for-profit in uh, Greece. And those people literally care for refugees and they give out of their abundance and lack and have done it all over again. And, and just talk to us a little bit about that spirit of generosity as it is. Uh, relates to going for the gospel and giving out of our comfort zone.
0: The truth is God will not depend on the government to sponsor the church. It depends on every believer who is part of a church to be part of that work that is happening out there. And I can't actually figure it out together how people, you know, just don't seem to commit their financial resources to a church you know, where they feel that God has called them to be part of and to be part of the vision that God has called the church, you know, especially that local church to accomplish. And I think that's the way it works, you know, um, with God. In the early centuries, that's how the apostles actually thrived. The Bible says that everyone gave out of their own resources, they were contributing to it. And, you know, it, it happened in such a way that God has already set the precedence right from the time of Moses when the temple was to be built. He says, he didn't say tell a certain tribe of Israel to give to those to, to this cause. He didn't say tell the tribe of Judah or tell the tribe of Benjamin. He says tell every man and woman to bring whatever they have as they are willing in their hearts. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that's the, the, the essence of, of being part of the gospel. It is open to every believer to be part of this and what is expected of us is just our you know simple plain generosity in supporting this mission in supporting the church now i want to challenge us here too that if you say you belong to a church and you haven't you have never given to that church i actually wonder what theology or what kind of doctrine that person is practicing because in every front whether it's you know on the on, on the side of um uh, uh, the receiving end or the giving end it just does not compute with satisfying any truth of the bible that you can be in a church and you don't commit of your finance financial resources to the church the gospel will not thrive where there is a hindrance financially from you know the church having to do what they are called to do so it's it's a challenge as well as an encouragement for us to get out of, you know, our, our slumber, whatever it is that seems to kind of make us believe that, you know, we cannot give to a church because the church is self-sustaining. The truth is that it it sustains itself by the sheer generosity of everyone that God has called to be part of that assembly. Absolutely. And that's the way the gospel thrives. The gospel will only thrive in a place where people are generously giving towards the work. That's how the apostles survived.
1: Absolutely. And that is how the church survives today. You know, someone says the gospel might be free, but it's not cheap. You know, we we came from a church in Doha that practices generosity and gives to so many churches all across the world, it's not because they have a bank or they're the Bank of Doha, right? It is people, individuals in that church that give generously. So you, no matter where you are at, you know, I believe that Jesus um, gave us that story of the widow's might so that we can remember that it is quality over quantity, you know? God is not looking for you and waiting until you can give a $100 million before you give, before, until you win the lottery and then you can give it all. And in fact, you tell yourself you're doing that um, so that you can give it. But I won't go down that route today. But God is looking to you to give of what you have. The Bible says in proportion to what you have and you have something in your hands you know there's a dear lady in in our church who takes people she doesn't work she takes people out for coffee and she's consistently ministering to people out of her lack but she decides that you know what I don't have much but I can buy you a coffee and I can listen to you and she is giving of her time and of her resources and she still gives to the church you know Um, out of her lack you know what about you What about you, you know, um, a few weeks ago, uh, our our youngest one had a birthday party, right? And and, uh, one of the dear ladies had come to host a big party. And at the end of the time, it was interesting to to watch her nine-year-old practicing generosity she had received some cash gifts and out of that she gave from the cash gift to the lady and said thank you so much for what you did and I, I I want to give you something you know and not this was coming from the child not from us as parents how much more going back to to what Fidel said about being in a church receiving from them we can out receiving care it makes sense that you give of your physical substance right to support the work that they are doing in that church in feeding you spiritually and going out to the world to preach the gospel
0: definitely i mean it's so challenging and i would say that we have um, a work to do in terms of teaching you know people to get to know that this is part of what the church is called to do. And I believe, you know, the people that are really helping the gospel to go around the world today, we are taught by someone else. So good. And how how grateful I am to those people who taught, you know, this group of Christians who are supporting the gospel today and and, and really pouring of their resources and, and giving to churches and giving to to non you know nonprofit organizations so that they can accomplish the purpose for which they were set to do. And I think it's just, it's just a challenge for us too, as church leaders, to teach our people, to teach people that giving is part of the gospel. It is
1: part of the gospel. It is not
0: just receiving only. Giving is part of the gospel. Jesus says, when we give, it shall be given to us. You know, good measures pressed down, shaken together. He says, shall men give, shall people give unto us. So I believe that when we give towards, you know, the work of God, We are part of sharing the gospel as well. We may not go, you know, with the mission, missionaries to Europe or to Asia, but our contribution go a long way. Our contribution is part of what they're doing out there. That's what makes them able to accomplish the task of reaching people. So I really want to encourage us to search, you know, deep into our hearts and, and just pick up that, that knowledge, that thing that God is, 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 is settling in your heart, you know, to be, to be part of, if you're a part of any church, this is not talking about Mount Day Springs Church only. If you want to give to any, any local assembly, you want to give to any nonprofit organization, let it be that you are doing that because you want to support what the, you know, the, what the church is doing. And it all boils down to one thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel to the world. So I would do that by being the front man or being the man, being the middleman or being the man behind who is supporting the work. Either way, we're all on the same you know, journey of reaching the world.
1: That is so good. That is so good. And, and just uh, as we wrap this up, you know, we just want to reiterate to that person that's listening that feels like, oh, I have no job. I have nothing. You know, I, I always talk about how I learned about generosity from my older sister. As in, This was when we were even kids. She gave out all sorts of things to people, stitched backpacks and everything just continuously ever giving and she's that way till today and it's not because she has the most money in fact the most generous people i know are not the wealthiest people it just oozes it ebbs and flows out of them and you know honey when we lived in the middle east right those people You can't beat them when it comes to hospitality and generosity. They are so generous because it's a mindset. It is a culture. And what we're talking about today is not just a behavioral change or modification. We're talking about a culture shift, a culture shift in your heart from one of lack and grasping onto what you have tightly for fear of losing it, to one of abundance, where you know that God has given you your resources, He owns that resources, and as a part of that resource, He has put seed in it that needs to go out to propagate the gospel. So you can give something, even if it's five dollars, um, even I, if it's ten dollars. Father,
0: so we're just talking. I just felt like you know that we don't see many people coming, you know, come to the Lord today. You know, people responding to the gospel because people Christians have become so stingy. They're just, they're just so carried away with themselves and me, my, I, everything, and we've forgotten that we are called to reach the world, and it's not all about us, it's not all about ourselves. Mm. You know, that's that's really what I see today. If Christians open up and become generous with what they have, their time, their money, their resources, there's just so much that's going to happen in the world. People so turning good. to Jesus, you know in their in their droves because we are generous with what we have so when we become so tight-fisted we become so so concerned about ourselves so good. Carried away with just us mine everything about me we forget about the facts that there are people out there that you know are hungry and are thirsty for righteousness
1: yes they
0: are i mean they are yearning for the gospel they're just so busy about our own life the truth is when we take the the focus off of ourselves and put it on the world, you won't even know when the last money in your pocket comes out because you want to see that man, that woman, get born again. You want to see that boy come to Jesus Christ. You're buying somebody dinner, you know, or buying, you know, taking someone to lunch, you know, not because you want to win business from them, but because you just want them to hear the gospel. If, if, if what it takes is just $50, you know, to invite someone to lunch and through that meeting, someone is introduced to the gospel of Jesus Christ. $50 is not so much for a soul that goes to hell. So let's, 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 let's recalibrate our thinking and not just see finances or, or prosperity as something of the devil. God can use that tool to turn the world for Jesus.
1: That's so good that you say that, and and as you are talking about that, you know, just shifting gears slightly when we talk about generosity, it's not only generosity of your finances, even though it is primarily that, but there are also people sitting on their giftings in church. They've been in that church for years and years and years and years, and God has taught you so much. God has revealed so much to you, done so much for you, but you're sitting on that testimony. You know, you're sitting on those giftings that God has given you when a world, a dying world is waiting to hear the, about the Jesus that you've encountered. You know, that is generosity, making time to serve, to actually pour out that which you received from the Lord into your community is important. It is something that people need to prioritize. And like you said, being generous to the assembly you, you or local community that you're part of as well as just being generous to people it is going and preaching the gospel this has been such a wonderful conversation hon and uh, i don't know if you have one any last thoughts on this as we wrap up today yeah,
0: it's interesting that's what it means when jesus says go into all the world he says look go with your staff go with your process on the second trip just unlike the first trip, don't go with your staff and don't go with your money. In the second trip, he says, go with your staff and go with your process. You know, the whole idea is, it's there's part of the generosity and part of going forth and preaching the gospel.
1: So good. So good. Anyway, guys, you've heard, I pray that this fire is stoked in your um, hearts as you've listened to this, you have something to give no matter where you are at, no matter where you're at in life, there is something that God has deposited in you for the world. And if you're listening to this podcast and you are one that is on the fence, you haven't given your life to Jesus, let's start here. This podcast is coming to you and you listen and persevered through all of our conversation to the end because God wants to meet to where you are at so if you would like to give your heart to Jesus I encourage you to to just pray this prayer with me today Lord Jesus I accept you as the Lord of my life I commit my life to you and I believe that you died on the cross for me and I choose to live my life for you forever in your name amen so, guys, if you said that prayer, I encourage you to write to us at info at and go find a local church. And if you live in the Hamilton area, come visit us at Mountain Cineplex cinepa- Cinemas uh, on Paramount Drive on a Sunday morning at 9 30 a.m. Till next time, stay blessed. Bye, everyone.
0: Yeah, Bye, everyone. I hope to see you again next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode we trust you were refreshed as you listened if you would like to hear more you can visit our website at mountainspringschurch.ca where you can find information about our services and about how you can partner with us on this journey thank you for listening today and god bless